you're starting, right? Yep. Hey guys, it is the self-evident podcast. It is Friday morning. It is 10 a.m. And guess what? We are live. So what you may have noticed is some <laughs> of these episodes are pre-recorded. Some are live. This one is live. So go ahead and leave your comments. Let us know. Um, what should our question of the day be today? Do you like donuts? I hope to see I, I, yeses I, I mean, all I'm, the way I, I don't even know what to tell you, but... Uh... Hey, we'll go with it. What's your favorite donut? That's there we, a good ooh, one. There we go. What's your favorite? If you were at Dunkin' Donuts right now or Jupiter Donuts or wherever you want to be for your donuts, what donut would you get? Crumble Cookie Company. Oh, he calls it. I, I was only just recently told about that place, so I've never been there. Oh, it's good. Oh, you've been? <laughs> oh, Jupiter. Yeah. <laughs> no, not Jupiter. I've been there. Oh. Crumble Cookie Company. Oh, that's an actual place. No, yeah, I haven't. Yeah, heard. yeah, totally. Amazing. See? Producer says amazing. Amazing cookies. You got to say it into the mic, though, dog. But turn your mic on this time, would you? Amazing cookies. There we go. Absolutely. There we go. He has the opinion. And honestly, I trust Elijah for, like, taste. Um, he knows yeah. coffee. He he seems to. I Elijah, would you consider yourself a foodie? Do you, you like good food? I, a coffee guy. I like all food. Good food is definitely preferred. Cool. See, I, I think we'll get along, bud. Maybe. We'll, we'll get along. Maybe. Make sure to like, subscribe, comment, dislike if you have to. YouTube won't register it anyway. Truth. <laughs> uh, we are on all the platforms. Hey, guys, be sure to check out the new website. And we also have a blog section where different blog uh, contributors are making their contributions. You can leave comments on there. You can start a discussion. Or actually, we're, we're talking about putting a comment thing in. So once we do that, you'll be able to have discussions. Check out the blog thing. Um, there's various opinions. There's there's good alternatives, something that, that you can check out. Go to the website also for our merch. Get yourself a shirt. We've got great T-shirts. We've got new ones coming out. It's a good time to be alive. I don't know about you guys, but I'm thinking it's a good time to be alive. We ready to get into this, boys? Is it time? I think it's time. Massey's just sitting on a shirt. Because I was supposed to pull this out and I didn't. Oh, there we go. Look at this one. We got a new one out, guys. And systemic tyranny. What is tyranny when government can do what you can't? Ain't that the truth? All right. Let's get into this. So the board of disinformation was brought down. Bound, bah, bah. <laughs> Take it from the top, boys. Three, two, one. The board of disinformation was brought down by disinformation <gasps> so is it karen or kareen we're gonna say kareen jean pierre the new press secretary oh heavens oh heavens i have a feeling she's gonna be just just wonderful a, a, a peach <laughs> she's she is gonna be such a great press secretary for us to comment on <laughs> um we're going to get some good nuggets out of her. I guarantee some setup. So the White House announced that the disinformation, disinform why can I not speak today, dude? Are you all right? Man? I don't think I am. <laughs> announced that the disinformation board will be paused while it is evaluated. Nina Jankowitz has filed her resignation from the board. So the question is, why would you stop before you even start? Ooh. Was it a realization that your idea was evil? Ooh. Because such a thumb in the eye to the First Amendment should never have been proposed? Ooh. Because it might just get used the wrong way? Ooh. Nah, more likely they decided just to cut bait when the rollout was perceived as pretty yeah. disastrous. There you go. But the reason that our friend Kareen gives us is just, oh, this is delicious. So let's delish. go to the video. DBG is done, right? Yep. The Department of, of Homeland Security, they began their statement report, re repeating that the board had been intentionally mischaracterized, which is a little bit of what you were asking me. So if it's pausing because you think the board was mischaracterized, then the disinformation board is being shut down because of disinformation? Is that what's happening here? It's going to pause. There's been a mischaracterizations from outside uh, outside forces. And so now what we're going to do is gonna, we're going to pause it and we're going to do an assessment. 
So there you go. There you go. Your DGB was brought to its knees before it even begins life because of what it's supposed to fight. Your DGB is like the one, two, threes. Uh. You know, Democrats do love to abort things before they have a chance, but. <laughs> you know, Ooh. I put it in the notes and I was like, do I say it or do I? And then I went with it. <laughs> I kind of like that my voice can do an 808, like a bass hit. So we don't need one at church. We'll just record your Boom. voice. <laughs> Why am I doing this? Let's go. <laughs> so I love this irony, Mass. I don't know about you. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't it ironic? That's what we need that song. <laughs> oh, don't you ah, think? We need those. Ah, that would have been great. We got to get that little box you can yeah. put those little things on, you know? So I love the board had been intentionally mischaracterized as in disinformation. If your disinformation board can't handle basic disinformation, quote unquote, and you end it because of that, I think it was pretty weak to begin with. Pretty much. Can I just make a side note on this? Um, Has anybody else noticed that our brand new press secretary reads all of her questions yeah they all do <laughs> like at least saki would try to make eye contact um kareen seems to decide that she doesn't even really need to make eye contact she'll just look down at the paper the whole time um it's and i understand you got to be prepped and all of that but i'm wondering is she actually really prepped so i say get her a teleprompter i mean we need one for president biden so we'll get one for her and at least that way it looks like she's talking to the journalists um she goes on to say that it's just being paused dhs will still fight against misinformation and all that but they're assessing uh after the dgb was mischaracterized Massey, was it mischaracterized no from the <laughs> beginning we all knew it everybody called it you know why they stopped it because like, people are like oh they're not stupid i guess okay we better stop that and you know what will happen they'll do it another way They won't roll it out. They'll just quietly start up these little offices in the DHS and the FBI and all that. And and they'll try to fly it under the radar. They realize that the public doesn't have a stomach for it. And that's why they paused it. And in that press conference or that press briefing, she went on to say that she needed to or they needed to reassess the whole situation. But they weren't going to stop. They weren't going to stop fighting misinformation, disinformation. Which tells you they just realized it was a PR disaster, especially with Nina Jankowitz at the head. So it says Come Nina on, resigned. Nina. I'm sure somebody, you know, nudged her and said, You better resign. We're we're stopping this. Pay attention. Pay attention. Because just because they say, Well, we're pausing it doesn't mean they're not gonna do it another way. And this gets into our second story of Hey, they're finding another way. Ain't that something? Ain't that something? So let's go to the next slide. The bill, HR350. Have you guys heard about this? HR350. Mass, had you heard about it? I had not. I hadn't until I started writing this podcast yesterday. Dude, so you came to me and you were like, domestic terrorism now. It's like when you said it, I was like, no, not again. Boy, they're pushing this stuff. That's why we're saying, even if they introduce it, it's bad. Even if, like, oh my gosh, court struck it down. The fact that it was introduced in the first place, domestic terrorism has been going on. This conversation has been going on for 10, 12, 15 years. Mm-hmm. Who's a domestic terrorist? Who's not a domestic terrorist? You know what I mean? And and we'll get into the language of the bill because they're very specific about who the domestic terrorists are. And that was one of the biggest things that when I had, I had come to you about that was we were defining domestic terrorists very narrowly. And we've we've left out some other groups. And that's why it's always important to pay attention to the legislation that's getting passed. So this got passed through the House. Uh, It's going to head to the Senate. So you may ask, what is it? This bill is going to make you freer. It's going to make you safer. It's going to give you more liberties. And of course, it will cleanse this land of the Nazi scourge that plagues us in every corner. Because after all, you remember all those Nazi flags and salutes that are gaining political power, right? You know, the brown shirts that are marching. Oh, yeah. 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 Elijah, you you see it all the time, right? All the time. Walking all the time. up and down the street. Yeah, exactly. It's it's this massive political movement. Yeah, they're the BLM. Um, no. Oh, uh, Antifa. Antifa. Oh, oh, uh, Occupy Wall. Oh. oh, man. <laughs> Pro-abort. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm. 
So rest assured, our government is fully dedicated to arresting every white person. Oh, sorry. Every white supremacist and Nazi that they find <laughs> through these proposed domestic terrorism offices. That was slick, boy. <laughs> I like They're the committed ones. to arresting every white per every white supremacist. <laughs> I like the ones good. that go under the radar that take a second. <laughs> that was good. So this proposed domestic terror this proposes and legislates domestic terrorism offices within the DHS. DOJ, FBI, gotta love these three-letter organizations. I'm sure at some point they'll have them in the DOE and the EPA as well, because after all, Nazis hate the environment and education. So we gotta go after them. So what does it actually do? Creates the off these offices in order to observe and counteract specifically white supremacists and Nazis, oh, right? White supremacists and Nazis. Now, I'm not just saying and bloviating and, and being vague about this concept. In the bill, it specifically describes white supremacists and Nazis. So my question is, why is there no mention of communist domestic terrorists? No mention of the John Brown Gun Club? No mention of Antifa? No mention of black nationalists or black supremacist groups? No mention of La Raza? How come there's no mention of any other groups? Because they're peaceful. Peaceful protests, right? Yeah, they're, they're, yeah. they don't commit any crimes. Just no. white people do. White, yeah, white people. White people so don't commit crimes. I mean, look at this now. I mean, Mike pretty much destroys me on this podcast. I mean, it's, it's my white supremacy. It is white supremacy, dude. You're the one with the nice neon sign. What do I get? A measly black and white. Look at that. A black and white sign. If that doesn't say anything. That the only thing you can see is or die. In the, in the frame. <laughs> wait, wait. Go to mine for a second. Live liberated and then go to his. Or, or die. die. <laughs> Good call. We, we should make an insider t-shirt for that. A torchbearers one that has the live liberated in the neon. And yeah, then, or die in the yeah, black or and die. white. <laughs> <laughs> only the fans will get it all five only, of them only yeah, don't say that <laughs> so so the bill claims that domestic domestic terrorism is just start speaking in tongues people will understand me more then yes sir is defined as the term domestic terrorism has the meaning given to the term in section such except that it does not include acts perpetrated by individuals associated with or inspired by inspired by inspirados so nazis are off this list because nazis you are inspired nazis. by hitler foreign person or organization designated as a foreign terrorist organization nazis are inspired by hitler hitler is a foreign guy they can't be on the domestic terrorism list i rest my case dude bro I just like that I'm being oppressed by a white guy. <laughs> I said I said that. You did. Mm. And if you guys want to watch on Monday, you'll see why I'm not oppressing Massey. That's right. I don't like this. <laughs> you don't like being oppressed. <laughs> so what's very interesting? This podcast. <laughs> if you're still with us, thank you. <laughs> we owe you. <laughs> We're going to start paying you to listen. So what's very interesting is that means that they can look the other way at just about any moment they want. Anytime they want, they can well, foreign actors, so we're not going to look at this because it's not domestic terrorism. Cough. Antifa. Because funding was found somewhere from some foreign... Deidre just corrected entity. you. And, and I understand what you did. She said Hitler wasn't even from Germany. He wasn't That's even true. German. He was from Austria. Austria. Thank you. He was Austrian. Thank you very much. That's a good point. Appreciate that. Marx was German, though. <laughs> Peter, I love you. Hey. <laughs> Nothing better than declaring a hate crime. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. They also talk about hate crimes. In compiling a joint report under this subsection, the domestic terrorism offices authorized under paragraphs one, two, and three, subsection A, shall in consultation with the Civil Rights Division of the Department of Justice and the Civil Rights Union of the Federal Bureau of Investigation review each federal hate crime charge and conviction during the preceding six months to determine whether the incident also constitutes a domestic terrorism-related incident. Ooh. You know what will happen there is the person will be accused of a hate crime. They'll go back. 
and they'll they'll try to retroactively determine the person was a white supremacist and therefore a domestic terrorist. Hey, there you go. It's it's going to be easy for them. it is. This bill also requires training to combat domestic terrorism. What kind of training? This includes all employees are required to undergo annual anti-bias training. Now, if you've had any question about anti-bias training, one of the, the tenets, one of the pillars of this is don't be white, don't think whitely, and whatever you do, do not ever under any circumstances, no matter what, think that being white is okay. And just in case you were questioning whether or not white was okay, I want to go to this video that we've got. It's real quick. Uh, it, it tells you the prevailing wisdom, and I would argue, of anti-bias training. Let's hit that. Educate yourself all you want. You don't need to know that much. You need to know that whiteness is not innocuous. It is tied with white supremacy to its very core. And being white is not okay. You need to divest from that idea. You need to find something else. And I don't know what it is, but you need to figure it out. There you go. What a weird thing. Yeah. I don't know what it is you need to find, but you need to find it. Just don't be white. That's how you know they have no basis for their premise. Mm -hmm. What do you do? Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, what? what? What now then? So you're saying it's wrong. So give me the answer. All you're doing is pointing out the ills and not lighting a candle. You're cursing darkness, which it's not even darkness. It's, a, it's literally a figment of your imagination. I mean, you want to talk about saying whiteness is bad? So God's creation is all bad then. So again, look what they're doing. They're turning themselves into God and people listen to it because of the lusts, yep. right? They're dark. And now people are bad and to be white is bad. But here's how you fix it. We don't know. That, no what solution. Heck? So that means there's no premise. There's no thesis and uh, antithesis to it. They have not thought this through. Right. It's a platform. That's what happens is it becomes a platform. And then all of a sudden you're challenged to, okay, what do we do next? Uh, we don't know. You need to divest from being white. How do you do that? Should I turn my skin black? Oh, wait, that's called blackface. What? You know what I mean? And that's, and I know this video seems out of context, which it's not, but this prevailing wisdom is what helps drive this whole concept of white supremacy is is rampant because now white supremacy has been attached to the whole concept of being white is okay there was a a uh a a trolling event i guess you would call it a couple of years ago where somebody put signs up that saying being white is okay right there, there's just little printed signs people lost their minds about this truth news Articles were written about this racist event of people putting up signs that said it's okay to be white. So if, if, if you've completely removed the ability to be white, the ability to, to have a culture of whiteness, it's so easy to attach that to the concept of white supremacy because now just being Good okay call. to be white is considered white supremacy. I think it's okay to be white. I think it's, God given that you're white. I think it's awesome that you're white. I think it's awesome that you're black. I think it's awesome that you're Hispanic. Like you see the, the thing here? How many how many blacks are bad? How many how many bad people are black? Mexican, Latin, whatever you want to call them, Asian, right? And then you lump them all into this one lot. That is ridiculous. I mean, I'm telling you guys, this is called mental illness. I don't care mm -hmm. what you I don't I'm care you. if you're mad at me or not. It is mentally ill to think that way. That's called a temper tantrum. That's literally acting like you're five. Mom, I hate you because you gave me rules. That's literally what they're doing. Yeah. I hate you. That's ridiculous. And to go further with your analogy, it's basically saying, Mom, you're bad. Yeah. You're an evil person because you, you acted in a way that I don't like. Now, whether or not mom acted in a good way, it doesn't mean that mom is all-encompassing bad to the core. Truth. But the language that's coming out now and that's the that's inferred language, yeah. the inferred language, and especially under this HR 350, which of course we'll get into what sparked it. The, the idea or the concept is very easily attached to this white supremacy concept of 
if you support anything that looks like white culture, white is okay, white is is good to be, now you could be considered a white supremacist. Jeez, dude. How quickly this will expand. And it's funny. If somebody were to make a sign that what you were talking about, the whole like white, it's okay okay to to be be white. white. If somebody made a sign saying it's okay to be black, people would still be up in arms about that. Yeah. They'd feel patronized, you know. Yeah, wait. There'd wait. be a sect of. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. And no, no, no. I got go another ahead. point. Go for ahead. Elijah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Elijah, I want you to tell your story actually of when we were in Ohio and you went to the coffee shop, just just to kind of show how quickly pervasive this type of attitude becomes. So, we were looking for a coffee shop that wasn't Starbucks or Dunkin', and the closest one to the convention center was i won't name the coffee shop yeah, obviously it was a it was a like a small business coffee shop nearby and when i walked up to it it had these black lives matter like posters and stuff all over the windows and supporting gay rights and stuff like that all all that typical stuff that you would see yeah. in the left wing and i walked in i look very white looking at me you'd think <laughs> i came from Eurasia somewhere around yeah. there and I start talking to the barista behind the counter because I love coffee I did that for a year of my life and I got way too far into you just it. got back from a conference a convention right with the coffee in, in Boston yeah. Boston yeah so I start talking to her about different coffees and I start making my order and then I ask if they have a specific drink that I really like which happens to be Hispanic because I grew up drinking it which is a, what was it? It was the... Uh, cafecito, wasn't it? Cafecito. So I asked if they had a cafecito, and she said, no, what's that? And I said, oh, well, it's a drink that it's my, a, my a, mom a used thing. to make. <laughs> How, back up one sec. How did she, how did she receive <clears throat> you when you first walked in? She put on that fake smile, that smile that you see where people can tell that they just don't want to see you, and it was strictly because... I look white. And the evidence for that was because immediately after I said I was Hispanic, my mother came from Puerto Rico and that was a drink that she would always make and I would always have. Her demeanor completely changed. It went from a fake, like, I'm not happy to see you because you're white look to like, oh my gosh, you're totally for our cause. Like, here, have this, have that. And that's... The... the Keep the on. the more mature individual <laughs> cares about the dollar. <laughs> you if let's say you were white, Elijah, you're still there being a patron of that business. Exactly. So I don't care who you are. Give me a buck. Give me a buck. I there was a certain certain uh former mouthpiece talking head individual i'm not even going to get into specifics when i was working in madison that came into our shop one time and i recognized him he he, uh viciously progressive is all i'll say i still want his money (laughs) (laughs) i treat him with respect you know I, i i wasn't mean to him i didn't sneer at him anything like that I don't agree with the guy on anything he's said and he's out of the limelight now, but I want his money. Right. And that's, that's the beauty of the dollar. Now where I'm going with this is like, if we forget yeah, all land this, this plane, this racism you? game, if we forget all of this, like slinging racism back and forth and well, he's white, so I can't like him or he's black or Puerto Rican. So I can like him now. Capitalism. <laughs> I'm not saying capitalism solves all the ills of the world. Right, right, right. right. But at the end of the day, if the dollar is more important than whether or not I we're racist towards each other, we still get our stuff done and we help each other out. That's that's the pragmatic sense totally, of it. Totally. Um to to come back into this bill, H three fifty, domestic terrorism. Where do you think this will expand? Because what happens is a government program, a government objective, a government view always starts in a certain position and it grows outwards. It expands. So we start with the concept of white supremacy, Nazis. But the definition of those will grow. And that's why we put in that that white supremacy or that, that white is not okay video because that's 
kind of the prevailing wisdom in the progressive left. Truth. And that prevailing wisdom seems to be winning out in the halls of Congress on, on the left. I think, uh, too, that, 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 that mode of thinking is when will it end? You know, you had said this last podcast, and it was such a great point. When will it all stop? You, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, your, your objective is to go after this, but how is it going to stop? Where, what's your exit strategy? Exactly. How, how are we going to know it's all over? Are you going to start reading people's minds? How are you going to do that? You know, it, it just goes on and on and on. A government program never stops. Mm-hmm. And you know what? They'll ask for more money for something. Because it's not working well. So we have to throw more money at it. We are one of the highest spenders on education in the developed world. Would mm. we say that that's successful? Yet Negative. they ask for more money. Negative. So we're, we're spending almost the most in the developed world, but now we're going to ask for more money from you. That who was who was it that said there's there's nothing more permanent than a temporary government program? Was it Seoul? <laughs> I've never heard that before. Yeah, he. It's quote of the century because it's so true. There, there's no government program where the government goes, yeah, this was a colossal failure, so we're going to end this. People's jobs are on the line, so of course they're not going to. That's why they, the the government bureaucracy hated Trump because Trump wanted to do away with a bunch of organizations. And, and the staff and employees of those three-letter departments, they don't want their job to go, and I understand, you, but you have to make yourself relevant. Al Sharpton and Jesse Jackson have to make themselves relevant. So they, uh, like I said in the podcast that comes out on Monday, they'll never say, well, we won, guys. We're good. Have a good night. Dude. Just like this white supremacist Nazi office in these three branches will never say, we beat it. We really don't need this anymore. Exactly. Exactly. And they'll keep, they will keep pushing this line in the narrative because they're good at it. And they keep, uh, what is it? They will do everything they can to destroy you in the process. And they're, they're good at that too. They need to destroy you. And when they start doing that, they divide you. Right. And so I think the whole objective here, if I can speak freely on this, we're not here to tell you what to think or how to think. We're just showing you. It's like, why are they passing this stuff? Who's considered domestic? By the way, why are you attacking your own people? Right. Right. When in government, you've been known to be terrorists. You bomb other nations without permission. Aren't you the terrorists? I'm talking to government right now. Oh, my gosh. Let's get real. Let's get our big boy pants on and start mm-hmm. thinking. Why are you calling me a terrorist but not yourself? No. You know what I mean? When did, when did I vote to bomb Yemen or other nations? When did we vote to give money to Ukraine? I didn't do that. I'm not even involved in the conflict, Right. Why are we sending more and more troops to, you know, like who voted for Afghanistan? I didn't, but nobody says anything about that. You know what I mean? They, they won't call themselves that, but somehow white people are the terrorists when it's the same white people that are in government. Isn't that funny that, that politicians like Pelosi and Schumer will come out and say that white supremacy needs to be crushed and, and uh, white privilege and blah, blah, blah. You are some of the most powerful and privileged people on the face of the earth. I don't see you giving up your seat anytime soon nope. to somebody who's black. Nope. And they won't. They'll never do it. They won't. That's how you know you're being taken for a ride. Dude. You are being taken for a ride. And people got to understand this. If, if the leader tries to champion a cause that discredits them, yet they don't discredit themselves, they don't really believe it. It's useful for them. Just as a little teaser, the the podcast that we just recorded that will come out on Monday, Lyndon B. Johnson passed the Civil Rights Act and welfare programs. He he pushed those through. He wants you. He wanted you to think that he loved marginalized people. Oof. But his private life was a completely different different affair, and we'll get into that on Monday. You guys need to check that out. It, you, if it's you've it's ever, really good. Yeah. If you've, if you've ever had questions about, you know, uh, did those programs help, you know, black progress, all of that, we've got the stats. We, we get into it. So the hill.com 
reports a vote on the bill was scheduled after rep brad schneider the sponsor of the legislation called on speaker pelosi to bring the legislation to the floor and of course what did he do he pointed to the saturday shooting at a grocery store in buffalo where 13 people were shot 11 of whom were black the suspected shooter identified as 18 year old peyton grendon of gendron of conklin reportedly embraced ideas that are connected to the great replacement theory and this is the Hill saying a racist far right conspiracy that liberal elites are encouraging immigration to replace white voters. <laughs> now, Jeez. now I'll get into him in a second. So we'll, we'll go back to the shooter himself, but let's continue with the Hill. Some Democrats referenced the fatal shooting during debate on the bill prior to its passage. Here we are again, reeling from another horrific domestic terrorist attack. This week, a racially motivated shooting in Buffalo perpetrated by an avowed white supremacist, Representative Veronica Escobar from Texas. She mentioned previous mass shootings carried out by individuals with ties to white supremacy, including the 2018 attack at a Walmart store in El Paso, Texas, which is in her district. Notice that she did not comment on the shooter who killed five police in Dallas, who was black. We didn't talk about it. We didn't him. talk about that. That's what we, we said that in, the, in Monday's podcast, too. We're not talking about what's really happening here. No. That's a one-sided narrative, dude. How about all these cops that are killed by blacks and Hispanics? And You know what I mean? We're not talking about that. Yeah. And you will justify it, too. Well, it's because they feel oppressed. Nothing justifies murder sin. Nothing. Because if we're going to be harping about whites killing blacks and cops and all that stuff. I agree. Shouldn't happen. You know what I mean? Unless excessive force is used and yep. they felt that was the need. But we're not talking about the, 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 the other side. What about the families that are affected by those who are just being lawbreakers and kill a cop? What about that family? Their lives don't matter? Come on, man. And to, to get scriptural a little bit on that, this whole generational sin thing, there's a spiritual element to it, but there's also a, a logical, reasonable element to it as well, right? So sin... If you don't forgive somebody's actions, you don't forgive somebody, you're perpetuating the system. Exactly. So now it's not just the sin happened and that is what it is. You notice what you were just pointing to, the whole argument for the guy shooting the five cops. Well, cops have been killing unarmed black men. Do you see how the original problem just caused another problem exactly which will cause another problem which will cause another problem <laughs> yeah. this is the whole reason forgiveness is such a vital aspect of christianity preach. because it cuts sin and wickedness off at the knees preach there is a godly righteous reason for you to forgive because you can end those generational curses of sin because it's our reaction that matters when Somebody acts upon us. I'm feeling we're, Jesus right we're now. We're responsible for our reaction, right? That You need to be responsible for your reaction. So it doesn't matter what they did. It matters, but it doesn't matter. You hear me? Your forgiveness of the action matters because you stop the consequences. Consequences that can many times come back on your own head. Look at what happened at the guy who shot the five cops. It came back on his own head real quick. You preach. You preaching this morning, bro? I got a full time, so no. You preaching? This is good. This is good stuff. So we continue. Veronica Escobar, uh, HR three hundred and fifty will give communities like mine a fighting chance the next time an angry racist shares a deranged screed online and decides to drive hours to attack vulnerable and innocent people at our grocery stores or our houses of worship. Store that one. Yeah. House Majority Leader Steny Hoyer pointed to the January 6th attack, of course, because we have to trot that out. I know, as I believe every member of this House knows, that extremist violence can reach anyone, anytime, anywhere, whether it be a place of worship, grocery store, or, as we learned last year, this very hall. Do you see how they're ginning up fear? Dude. Both sides do it. Both sides do it. Expand on that, would you? You know, one of the things, that, and, and I'll probably uh, be angering some people who are saying this, but you yeah. know, one of the things I think about is the, and not that we didn't even connect with it a, a little bit, but the, the Muslim terror that was happening 
a couple of years ago, Muslims are going to take over the country and the government and all of that. And not, not that Islam doesn't have its long-term plan, but you notice nobody talks about it now. I know the fear got ginned up. It was, it was all the rage. People had speaking circuits based entirely on the thing. Right. And, and not saying they didn't have merit to what they were saying. Thank you. Thank you for saying that. And I mean that not that they didn't have merit to what they were saying still has merit. It still has merit, but there was such a, a aspect of fear about it in the conservative base. Right. And even today there, it may be true that this whole transgender thing, not maybe is true, this transgender thing is a problem. But there's an undercurrent of fear that happens even within the conservative base about it. What I do appreciate is solutions are being brought to the whole problem. Right. Right. Like, what's our solution? As opposed to, well, just, we got to do something. At least now there's people are running for school boards. People are getting active in their school boards. Right. So find the solution. You find solutions and you go after solutions when you stop paying attention to the fear. Oof, there you go. You, you start to step into hope and courage, which is so important. Um, I think the left runs much more on the vein of fear and they use fear a lot more. Totally. Agreed. And it, it's, it's a very powerful, oppressive force. You get a lot of dictators who run on fear because they think that's the best way to get people to submit to them. Anything. <laughs> I just, <laughs> I, I think fear is a control. And, 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 and uh, we said this, uh, I think a podcast ago, but I want to reiterate it because people need to keep listening to this. Every single time I think a nation teaches people to base everything on emotion, which is what Rome did hate Christians, put them in a Colosseum, kill them. You know, uh, now's narrative. It's not we're putting people in Colosseums and killing them, we're killing them with our words now, with the media. We're literally, the Colosseum is the media now. And we're literally going after people, sex of yeah. people, different people. The right does it too, you know, like yeah. we were talking about. But it's like this whole division, this narrative really creates this thing. It's an emotionalism. So when fear is introduced, people begin to uh, act irrationally. We make decisions based on quick, ins instead of like thinking it through, being prudent, being, you know, like Jesus said, the fruit of the spirit is patience, you know, kindness, yeah. self-control, love, joy. If anything is outside of those things, you're not walking in the spirit. You don't have the fruit of the spirit. And we're trying to portray it. We're not trying. We are portraying that now. All the stuff that's happening, if it's robbing you of all those things, then you are reacting in the flesh. And if you're one of those people, I would definitely check yourself. There's a difference between having a zeal and anger. Yeah. Zeal is different than anger. Zeal is an inward passion that only comes from above. It's a, it's a recognized thing. Zeal's not bad. You know, uh, 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 Jesus even said, my zeal is towards my father's house, right? The zeal of my father's house has consumed me, he said. So that was when he drove out the money changers. But it was the zeal. It wasn't an anger. It was a, it was a righteousness inside of him saying evil is wrong. But notice that he never, when he threw the money changers out, you never heard a sermon about it. Couldn't he have preached a sermon on, do you know why this is bad? Do you know why this is terrible? Look at those bad people. Never did that. They were making his father's house a den of thieves. The principle was the issue, not the person. Notice, pa Pastor Todd said this once in a sermon. I'll never forget it. I actually posted about it. Jesus never said, get behind me, Satan. He said, get behind, I'm sorry. He never said, get behind me, Peter. He said, get behind me, Satan. For you savor the things of man, not of God, right? He didn't, he didn't call out Peter for Peter. In other words, he wasn't trying to be this wedge and put fear. Yeah. It was, look who you're operating under, dude. And if we can't see that in the media, this kind of stuff here, everybody's a terrorist. Everybody's this. You go through the airport, you're a terrorist until they tell you you're not. Right? Yeah. Now, black, walking down the street. I, I, I can't even get into that story because I haven't been authorized to get into that story. But even where people are saying, I'm afraid for my sons to drive because of what's going to happen. Bro, it, what if I said that? I'm afraid to go into a city because I'm afraid to walk down the street. I'd be considered racist. Mm-hmm. But if a black family says it, it's right. It's it's just it's just dude, this is ignorance. And you got to see this. You can't just take one side of the story. You've got to see where the Lord is in on this. Does hatred exist? Yes, but it's existed for a long time. How do we fight it? How do we how, how do we combat it with the Lord, with the Gospels, with love? Mm -hmm. you, you, you can't fight this emotionally. You can't. And the more we try to, the more we're going to divide each other. That's my two cents.
Oh, that's great. I sure hope that's right. <laughs> so I wanted to also talk a reminder about the recent attacks because this attack was blasted over the news. A very vicious, tragic event. Absolutely. My issue is we don't, we, 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 as in the media, the narrative, the social conversation doesn't take in the other situations. It doesn't take in the, the, the other stuff going on. So you're hearing about this guy as a right wing Buffalo shooter, but he also supports socialist programs and considered himself a white identitarian and self-described Nazi nationalist socialist party. So he self-describes himself as an authoritarian. Now, this manifesto is alleged. There's some reasonable questions about it. He, I do not believe he could be labeled as a conservative. Here's why. The white replacement theory that is being talked about has been accepted by some areas of the conservative wing. However, the guy's an authoritarian. How many conservatives do you see as established authoritarians? In today's mm, world, mm. what's the conservative creed? Conservatives set themselves in the position of less government, decentralized government. That's not an authoritarian. Right. An authoritarian is somebody more powerful, centralized government, more federal programs. This, this guy even supports federal programs, social programs. But he was quickly labeled a Republican. <laughs> quick too boy it was quick and i would actually argue that the the replacement theory is not just a right-wing idea truth anybody can be identitarian we've seen it from the left they do it ad nauseum in terms of identity politics but refuse to take on the label of identitarian right we had a couple other issue issues this bill doesn't make mention of the Chinese Communist Party sympathizer who shot up a Taiwanese Taiwanese churchgoers having a luncheon. Ooh. There was no mention Dude. of that. Doesn't make mention of the three shootings in one night after a Milwaukee Bucks game. Are you hearing this? Where 21 people were injured and four were killed. And of course, there hasn't been a discussion about the race or affiliations or motives. Why are we not talking about this other stuff? Because it doesn't help the narrative. I was going to say, it doesn't fit the narrative. What fits the narrative, though? Like, I, I wish we would even quit kind of going there, right? Like, we have to change the narrative. We have to flip it. Yeah. It's on us, the church, right, to flip this narrative, to flip the script. And, and we can do this thing. I'm encouraged. I'm encouraged because, like, no matter what, whenever we say, look, we feel this is happening right now. We see God moving on this. We see God doing this. People may say, no, it's not happening right now. Oh, it is. You're just not seeing it. Right? The media is not going to portray the good stuff. And when they do, it's because someone petted a kitten or kissed a puppy. That, that's their reporting. Yeah. Not the good that's happening in the communities. Not the good that the church is doing. Not the, you know what I mean? The yeah. good things that nonprofits and, you know, group, you know what I mean? Like uh, what kids are doing for each other. Nope. Soon as something happens, it just, you know, something that fits it, they blast it and they blast it hard. Right. And then athletes come out. I'm just going to say it. And, and I don't, I don't want to be mean. And I know this is going to sound critical and it's okay, but I'm not trying to be mean. If you will come out in defense of racism and you will staunchly support it, hear me out. but you know that babies are being aborted predominantly black communities and you're not standing up for that. You got an issue. There's a problem with that mm -hmm. because racism. Yes. But that whole foundation of abortion is against blacks. They're trying to kill your babies, but you'll come out because it's politically expedient. It's acceptable to come out in defense of racism, but not abortion. Why? But we're Christians. We'll use our platforms. We'll come out against racism. Yes, you should. There's no question. But babies are being slaughtered in the womb, and you won't stand for it. You won't do rallies for it. You won't go out there in the public press and say abortion is wrong. You know why Tim Tebow was hated? Because he actually took a stand on something. And he was consistent. And, dude, he didn't take corporate money and dollars. What he stood on, he stood on, and people respected it. And they may not have liked him, 
And then all of a sudden he's a crappy quarterback. That's crazy because he was number one quarterback in the SEC for a long time. He's just a crappy quarterback. Really? Really? So he wasn't NFL worthy. I mean, come on, dude. They destroyed this guy's character. They tried. But he lived his whole life this way in the Christian, Christian ethic. So he would stand against abortion. He would stand against. He would stand for the Lord more than against things. Mm-hmm. He would stand more for the Lord than against things. And I, that's respectable. right? I understand why he did that. He would come out in defense of, of race. He would do all that stuff. He would speak life into situations. He was the one standing. But he wasn't cherry picking issues for sure. Do you know what I mean? He was standing for the Gospels. He was going out there being a light in a dark place. He wasn't following the narrative. When they told him to shut up, he would keep You know what I mean? You can respect that. But don't come out in the defense of one thing, knowing that your people are being slaughtered by the hands of doctors, and it's legal in this nation. It's a hypocritical position. It is. Don't tell me. don't, Don't tell me. Don't tell me that racism is outside of killing babies. 60, over 69%, there was like 65, over 65% of abortions committed are in predominantly black communities. And you're saying that racism is the, the, racism is the issue. They're killing your babies. There's something like the population of the black community would be doubled right now without abortion. Oh my gosh. God forgive us. God forgive us for what we've allowed because we did right now we're all standing against it praise god i believe favors turning for the righteous Mm -hmm. because the media is saying the opposite i really do i believe favors turning in our favor it's the favors it's it's turning in our favor right now it really is but lord i do say repent for the sins of the nation but folks i'm gonna be honest with you there's only so much repenting about that issue you can do now it's time to act Eventually, repentance turns into revenging all forms of disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. Eventually, we got to get active and do something, yeah. right? It's not just enough to put posts on social media. Now's the time to get involved. And I think even the last podcast, we were talking about the 50 pastors. If you guys haven't seen that, go on our social media page. You know, it's like when 50 pastors are running for public office, that's pretty amazing. Yeah. That shows courage. That shows, okay, we're doing this. They may not understand everything, but you better champion them yeah. because they're actually doing something. So, and that's, that's really the crux of the podcast is get involved, go for the solutions. Now, the reason we bring up this bill is you got to know what's going on. You got to know what they're, what they're trying to do in the halls of Congress. And so this gives you something to uh, proverbially, proverbially nice. point your guns at Good in terms of getting hold of your representatives, contacting them making sure that you do what you can to make sure this share. bill doesn't pass and share the podcast, share it guys, share it. get it out there to your friends, to your neighbors, to your wife. Well, to your wives, of course, <laughs> but we love you. So I'm good. If you're good, I'm good. I mean, I think we hit it. I think I'm not a terrorist. You're not a terrorist. I'm white though. Good. I'm glad you are. It's not. I'm so glad that God created us this way. It's perfectly okay. We will get you the help you need. We don't know it, Mike, but we'll get you. You that don't know help. what the help I need. No, but that's just because I don't have a a uh, any kind of degree in any form of science or political science. You know. Here's my question. And I'm half white too, so I got half your problem. Here's my question. I'm white, but if I paint myself black, I'm considered doubly racist. So how do I get rid that's, of That's that's what I just said. When that dude was saying, I don't know what the issue is, I don't know how to fix it, but this is what yeah. you It's like uh no matter what I do, I'm racist. Yeah, so if I turn myself black, it's blackface. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? There's that's why I'm saying they're, they're they 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 have no authority, they have no legs to stand on. So when they say this stuff, it's just sensationalism. I'm serious, it's like a yeah, kid throwing you. a tantrum. Yeah. They don't know what they they they're lustful. They're lustful for power. They want attention, right? You know how you know that? Why do you want that? Because I want it. But why? What's it going to do for you? I don't know. And then you get the toy, like our kids for Christmas. We quit buying them toys, right? Now we buy them one gift that they can all use a year. Why? Because those toys within months were sitting in a a box. Because we've created the society of needing. I really, really, oh my gosh, I can't wait till I get that. You say, no, why are you so mean? I'm not. I just don't want you to have it because I know you're going to throw it away. You're not going to treat it with respect. See what I'm saying? It's exactly these arguments. Very rare you meet somebody that actually has legit arguments behind their bases. 
because they don't have it. That's why you can respect people who can actually, I do respect people who are opposite me because when they're actually thinking it through, it's like, okay. When they articulate. Yeah. You've actually thought this through, like good for you. I don't agree, but I respect you. I can actually have a conversation with you, you know? So it's, 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 you can't pay attention to all these outsiders. You got to go for what's right and stand on the word, stand on the word of God. God condemns all forms of hatred. He does through his son. He, his son even said it. Christ, hate someone in your heart, you commit murder. Mm-hmm. How can you say you, you love God, you hate your neighbor? Come on. Don't, don't, don't see your neighbor in need and say be warmed and filled. You know what I mean? Like there's all those scriptures. I mean, they're constant. Help the poor, the fatherless, the needy. Deuteronomy 19, you know, Leviticus 18, all these other places. I'm serious. Like, so stand on the word. God is faithful. You'll get through it. And don't buy into these narratives that you're going to die. I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful for America. It's going to get dark. Duh. We got to reap the consequence of this somehow with a nation being so far in debt and inflation. But God always protects his kids. So with all this stuff, don't be distracted by this crap. Just keep your eyes focused on Christ. He is the author and finisher of your faith. You can't author or finish your faith. Keep your eyes focused on Christ. He'll get you there. Amen. So guys, that's our podcast for the that day. That was a drop the mic thing. Oh, no, that I don't want to do that. This is expensive. Yeah, please don't. Sorry. This was... <laughs> It's a lot of money. <laughs> a lot These of money. Light. <laughs> yes, they're, they're kind. It's an ASMR moment for our podcast listeners. What is ASMR? It's like su- super sensitive hearing type oh, oh, stuff. Oh. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> so, guys, be sure to like, subscribe, all of that stuff. Go to the website. Check out the new stuff we got going on the website. Check out the merch. Let us know if you want us to talk about something, even if you got a conspiracy theory that you want us to someone, talk about. Yeah, someone know. just commented on sure. the who. When did we cover that last? Was uh, it Monday? That one came out. That was that Wednesday. Wednesday was it Wednesday? I think it was okay. Who so conspiracy, Peggy. Theory. We covered that on Wednesday, so you can go back and watch that podcast. It was yeah. Monday or Wednesday, one of the two. It's in the title in the description. So we covered Biden and the Who. Yeah, and that's you. it. That's it. Biden and the Who and you. Yep, that's it. So check that one out. We just dis- we discussed that whole thing. Um, that'll hopefully give you the answers you're looking for. And if you want us to talk about something else, let us know. <laughs> so we will see you guys. You'll well, you'll see us. We won't see you we, on yeah, Monday. You won't see us. You I mean, will you will see, see us. Sorry, but no, you're good. You're probably going to say it clearer <laughs> than I am. Pre-recorded comes out Monday. It's a good one. Pay attention. Until then, I love you guys.